Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, Welcome in, everybody. April 19th, 2022. You are tuned in to Payoff Pitch, our newest Action Network MLB podcast. Brendan Glasheen back this week with games underway. It's a good feeling. Sean Zarillo of the Action Network, Colin Whitchurch, Action Network senior editor, also alongside for usual. Gents, uh, I missed you last week. I'm excited to dive in and there are 17 games today uh some double headers mixed in there because thanks weather uh that's happening d-backs nats giants mets colin whitchurch we'll start with you sir we want to talk matchups of the day and of course just want to mention off the top we can't promise we hit on every game today we want to focus on what we feel good about uh why don't we get started here and discuss a matchup that you are looking forward to on a loaded tuesday slate yeah, we should start with Giants-Mets game two, just because it's probably the best pitching matchup of the entire season so far. Logan Webb against Max Scherzer. I like the Giants here. I don't know what you think, Zarillo. It's tough to bet against Max Scherzer, but I don't know how many times this season we're going to get Logan Webb at a plus number. I actually just grabbed a Cy Young future on Logan Webb the other day at plus 1,500. He looks every bit as good as he did last season maybe even better. I think that he's a legitimate candidate. He's the front man in that San Francisco rotation. He's replacing Kevin Gaussman without an issue. And wrote Carlos Rodon's basically replacing Webb in that number two role. I know it's your Mets, Zerillo, but Logan Webb at a plus number, I don't, how many times are we going to see that the rest of this season? I know it's Max Scherzer. The total's obscenely low. Part of me kind of wants to take a contrarian over here just because, but Logan Webb at a plus number is too good to pass up. And I love that here. Yeah, I have Logan Webb preseason, 25 to one Cy Young. Absolutely loving that. Jealous. He looks tremendous. He's, he's kind of a fun guy because he had to change his pick mix after MLB started cracking down on the sticky stuff last year. Moved away from his four-seamers, started throwing more sinkers, and it worked out tremendously for him. No value on the money line for me. I am in agreement on the over, though, potentially. Have this total at 6.7. I made the money line 
minus 110, plus 110. So no value there for me. But 6.7 on the total, if I get a plus 105 on an over six and a half, or if I get a minus 115 on an over six, I'll probably end up playing those. It's very difficult to make a total lower than seven. Seven and nine are your key numbers for betting baseball. So I'm always going to look to play an over six and a half, over six if I get the opportunity. Just need the juice to come a little bit more in my favor. And what do you know that the Giants, uh, once again, are right there with the Dodgers out of the gate. They've won five in a row. Is Scherzer going to make this a a game in which you're you're really zoned in on watching both starting pitchers? I'm a little bit worried about his shoulder. He was complaining about shoulder shortness in spring training. He's a guy who's had prior arm injuries in the past. That's always going to give me a lot of pause, which is why I'm maybe leaning to that over as well. I don't know how finally tuned is for the season but yeah i would say even though my projection is about right for this game i would certainly lean to webb just because he looks so sharp early in the season all right let's move on to blue jays red sox start of a series at fenway park blue jays and red sox of course in the al east which again um that is uh, once it's clumped per usual uh, like we, we thought it would be coming into the season blue jays are in first place uh, just a game ahead of boston and new york tonight we get to see uh, Kikuchi going up against Boston's ace, Nathan Avaldi. Blue Jays on the money line. Uh, they are a dog at plus 120. Red Sox minus 140. Totals at nine and a half. It's kind of gloomy out here in, in Boston. I can speak for that. Uh, but it looks like it's going to clear up today. Temperatures closing uh, closing in on 60 degrees. Colin Whitchurch, your read on this game. Avaldi v. Kikuchi at Fenway. Yeah, you say Kikuchi starts are basically the one spot where I'm looking to bet against the Blue Jays. Not a fan of his. He's very fade-worthy, and he's probably the one fade-worthy pitcher in this rotation. But I'm consistently worried about betting against this Toronto offense. I know Boston has Evaldi on the mound. Um, He obviously has the potential to throw a gem even against the best offenses. So so where I'm looking at this game, it's two spots, and both of these are probably small plays. I don't love action on this game in general. I'm looking at Boston's first five run line, probably minus half a run at minus 115. That's where you can get a little bit less juice than that full game money line. And also their team total, just because I am not a fan of Kikuchi and I like betting against him. You can get the Red Sox team total over four and a half at minus 115 as well. I'll probably throw a couple of small wagers on there. Love betting against Kikuchi. Don't love betting against Toronto's offense. So those are the two ways I'm probably approaching this. How about you, Sean Zarello? How do you read this game? It sounds like Colin, as he said, he's not interested in going all in. Yeah, I love you, Valdi. I have a Cy Young bet on him as well. And I think the AL Cy Young race seems pretty wide open right now. But I would lay the minus 145 on the Red Sox in the first five innings here if you could still find it. Wouldn't go past that number, but I do project value on them in the first five innings. I'm actually not a Kikuchi hater. I think he's still a very interesting pitcher. I think people rush and love to just like pile on these guys that underperform relative to their expected metrics. Andrew Heaney in that group. He looked awesome his first start with the Dodgers. The Blue Jays didn't throw a bunch of money at Yusei Kikuchi for nothing. He's still a lefty who throws 95 miles an hour. Those guys do not grow on trees, but his expected metrics are all over the place. It was mid threes ERA, X ERA two years ago. Last year, his expected ERA was over five. His expected fit was still in that mid threes range. So there's something weird in his profile going on. And if he ends up breaking out eventually, you shouldn't be surprised. That said, it's a guy that I'm willing to be against right now. He gives up a lot of home runs. And that's going to be the issue with his expected ERA and his ERA going forward. When that ball gets put in play, it tends to go a long way. 
So in that case, would you be willing to lay the half run and take the Red Sox? I'm seeing on DraftKings, uh, they're laying the half run at uh, minus 105. I generally don't lay the, the half run on the first five unless we're getting up to that minus 200 range or so just to save a little bit, a little bit of juice. If it's under minus 160, minus 150, uh, I, I will typically just lay the money line and save myself on the push. A lot of these first five lines tend to push. So it's tough to, you know, lay that juice and then just be sweating a run at the bottom of the fifth inning in a tie game. It's not a situation I generally want to be in. Okay, so both Colin and Sean sensing a start to the series for the Red Sox. And you're both very high on this Blue Jays team. But again, it's uh, one of 162 this season. The other game that we are targeting, it's a great, other great pitching matchup. Braves-Dodgers. Dodgers are rolling. They've won seven in a row. Um, they, they've got Bueller v. Max Freed tonight. And that's a national TV game. Braves on the money line at plus 125. They made a little noise at the end there, but lost 7-4 last night. Dodgers at minus 145 on the, uh, on the run line. Um, money line, excuse me, and then the totals at eight. Colin, your read on on this game, another pretty good pitching matchup on the slate here. Yeah, this is probably a stay away game for me, to be honest. I I love both Max Fried and Walker Bueller. Obviously, neither of them have looked great to start this season. And, you know, there, there are certain pitchers who are obviously using April as kind of an extended spring training because they didn't ramp up all the way in spring training. And I have a lot of good thoughts about both pitchers for this full season, but I don't trust them entirely at, at the same time. It's like, maybe this is the start where they're fully stretched out. And so that's why the total scares me. And I don't see any value in the Dodgers at with paying that much juice. And I'm, I'm not looking to bet against Bueller or the Dodgers, unless I'm getting significant plus money on the other side. So this is probably a stay away from me. Overall, if I were to look at anything in this matchup, it would probably be the first five under because you can get under four at plus 100, which is decent value. But overall, I'm not loving this matchup from a betting perspective. I don't know what you think, Sean. Yeah, I have the first five under 3.8. So slightly into the under there as well at plus money. I was trying to wait out the Braves money line. It opened last night around plus 145. I made this line closer to plus 135. Hoping it would float up to plus 150 and it went the other way. And there's a lot of money coming in on the Dodgers and that line moved the other direction. So the Braves are probably this side, but at the current number, it's a pass for me. I wanted closer to plus 150. Each team has a projected team total of one and a half runs over the first five innings. And then the other concern too, um, and I say concern, but the way way, uh, Dave Roberts has handled his staff here out of the gate, uh, who's to say how long Bueller will go? He went five and two thirds last time, but we're still in April here, folks. Like they're still still working out the kinks here and letting these guys kind of ease their way in. We have to sometimes, at least I have to remember sometimes that they didn't have much of a spring training. They got thrown right into this thing. So as much and as, as an organization, the Dodgers do not like to stretch their pitchers out too far. They don't really want those guys getting more than 180 innings across the season. So right. they they will put them on the IL if they need to for a week or or what have you. They they definitely limit their workload, load management. Yeah, that and like, even though the Giants are right there with them, they proved last year, okay, we can come in second. And I guess they don't want to play in the wild card game, but they're just so freaking loaded. that. Well, you get a three-game series now. So even at this point with that rotation that they have, I don't think they're too worried about getting a three-game wild card series. They'll still be massive favorites. Great point. Great point. And, and the Kershaw thing, you know, that tells you everything you need to know about how they are willing to uh, really be bold with their starting pitchers. Okay, so looking forward to that one. Dodgers, Braves. 
late game tonight. Bueller v. Freed. Um, some other games you guys want to discuss. Again, there's 17 games today. Four of them include uh, you know, two teams that are playing two games. D-backs, Nats, Giants, Mets, because they had weather yesterday. Colin Whitchurch, another game that you might be targeting that might be going under the radar? Yeah, Angels-Astros, I'm targeting a strikeout prop here. I'm not sure what these sports books are doing with these Astros strikeout props. Luis Garcia's was way too low on Monday night. We nailed a winner there. And today, Framber Valdez's strikeout total set at four and a half. It's, it's a heavily juiced over four and a half. You can get it at about minus 150, but there's incredible value here on the over. Our Action Labs player prop projections, which you can find on actionnetwork.com great tool to use when you're betting player props it, it grades this over as a 10 out of 10 best possible rating you can get it they project valdez for 6.4 strikeouts tonight i think this is our first matchup of the season of a pitcher facing a team for the second time in a season valdez faced the angels on opening day went six and two thirds gave up just two hits no runs one walk and six strikeouts I'm not sure why we wouldn't see more of the same. He did that in just 84 pitches, by the way. He's presumably a little bit more stretched out now. I know he went deep into that game, but regardless, if he gives up some contact, if you walk some batters, he should have a little bit more length. So over four and a half seems great. The Angels strike out at the ninth highest rate in baseball. They struck out quite a bit last year. So over four and a half uh, strikeouts for Framber Valdez. That's, that's one of my favorite plays of the day for sure. And probably that's no Mike Trout as well for the Angels. Yes. Yes. And I was just going to mention too, like what I'm maybe Sean, you can weigh in here. I'm curious. So the total for this one set at eight and in three of the four games they played to open the season, there was one game that had 19 runs the second game of the year, but three, one, two zip four, one. I mean, maybe coming into the year folks figure, well, these are two of the better lineups in baseball. Do, do you feel the total is set appropriately and it's taking into account how the first series went, or should we not overreact to how the first series went? And we do get some runs in this series. I try not to overreact to, you know, matchup pairings and how previous results went. I, I project every game on an individual basis. And I think largely looking at previous results can be, can sort of skew your opinion, right? Where, where it shouldn't be. Every game is an individual game basis and relievers may be well-rested or not well-rested going into a night. So well, Actually, like you said, like, like, trout, results, like, like trout, like trout's out, right? Like you just made that point. I mean, that's hundred percent. So that that's going to lower my projection a little bit. I actually have this right around eight. So I think the total is fine. My one concern with Fromber is his control can leave him on certain nights and he'll end up walking a bunch of guys and racking up that pitch count a little bit high. And then he'll get a double play and get out of the inning and do it again. Cause he has a phenomenal ground ball rate. It's close to 70%. So he's, he can be a pitch to contact guy. He doesn't necessarily look for the strikeout. And his command can leave him at certain times. So that's, so I have a little bit of hesitancy about laying that juice on the over four and a half, but I will probably be there with Colin and end up laying it. I'm a, I'm a Fromber stand. So it's, it's hard to keep my money away from him. So this Sean is a pro this. Fromber podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know who you think Brendan, but you're, you're outvoted regardless. Yeah, I'm with you. I am. Um, Sean Zarillo mentioned this a few minutes ago that uh, some Cy Young candidates are on the mound tonight. You've got Shane Bieber going for the guardians against uh, Chicago, and then uh, Garrett Cole's taking on the Tigers. Sean, I feel as if you might have a more bigger picture thought here when you watch these two pitchers tonight. So this is really interesting, and this is actually not even the direction you were expecting me to go probably, but if we're going to do a little strategy corner this week, I think this is the place to do it. 
two nights ago, or I should say for yesterday's game, but I was betting this two nights ago, it was supposed to be Bieber against Keuchel, but books had lined the game as though Tristan McKenzie was pitching in place of Shane Bieber. So I actually bet the Guardians at minus 115, first five full game, projecting it closer to minus 140, minus 145. And there was a discrepancy between MLB.com and what the books were offering for listed pitcher. MLB.com had Bieber confirmed, but some books that offer listed pitcher had Bieber or had McKenzie in place. Said this line's way too low. This doesn't make sense. By the time I woke up yesterday morning, that line was at minus 140. So we had 20 cents of CLV. Absolutely beautiful. Game postponed for rain. Can't take that with us, unfortunately. For today's matchup, Dallas Keuchel was initially the listed pitcher on websites. Now Jimmy Lambert starting. And the same discrepancy last night where I thought the line was actually a little bit off for Lambert versus Keuchel. Keuchel does not project well for me, but Lambert is actually slightly worse in my projections. So we got some value potentially on Cleveland last night. First five innings, I bet that. I actually paired it with the Red Sox first five. No value on me for the, the money lines at this point. But this is my point. Always check who's pitching. Sometimes the books have a different listed pitcher than MLB.com does. They just, pitchers get swapped out late. You may actually find value on a line because the books are not expecting a certain pitching matchup that MLB.com has already confirmed. So always check who's pitching. That's that's my point for today and my takeaway. It actually will help you once a week, twice a week, get some line value in a game because there's a discrepancy between what the books have and what the confirmed pitchers are. So I think I thought that was really interesting that that happened two days in a row with the same game. I love the over here. Shane Bieber's velocity is down this year. He came back at the end of last year after a shoulder injury. Velocity was down at the same level it is now. Spin rate down on all of his pitches because he came back after the tax situation had been resolved. So he is maybe a bit of a tack merchant. And that is carried into this year. Velocity is down a couple miles an hour. It's very concerning. I'd be concerned about him going forward. There's a big range of projections on him out there. Some have him below three for an ERA for the season. Some have him closer to four. I'm projecting him right now around a 375 pitcher by the end of the year. So I love the over here. First five over three and a half, full game over seven and a half. Those are both going to be plays for me and easily my favorite totals of the day. You see value in the White Sox and the money line in that case? I don't, I, you know, I, I said, I initially actually saw that first five value on Bieber just because I think they were projecting for Keiko on the White Sox side. And now the number moved up a little bit projecting for Lambert to be slightly worse. So I think the money line is actually evened out after adjusting for the pitching matchup in the books minds, but there was value on that over basically either way, no matter whether Lambert or Keiko was starting. Fair enough. Okay, again, we are here on uh, Payoff Pitch, our newest Action Network MLB podcast. We come to you every Tuesday and Friday. We break down the slate, get you set for the day of games in Major League Baseball. Um, any other games you guys want to hit before we go to best bets? Um, I would love to talk about Minnesota and Kansas City, actually. I, I'm a big Carlos Hernandez guy. Okay. He throws 97 miles an hour. He's 25 years old, so he's got a big fastball. He's intentionally pulling stuff off of his fastball in his first start. It, you might see velocity dip. It's at 95 miles an hour. It was with intentionality. This was not a guy losing fastball velocity. He's trying to harness his command by taking stuff off of his pitches, mixing in more secondary stuff. Kansas City is a very good defensive team. They're probably the second best defensive team in my model, aside from the Cardinals. And... That will give them value on a game-to-game basis. And with the Twins not having Byron Buxton in the lineup, who's one of the best offensive and defensive players in the league, 
that actually skews it even further. I make the Twins a below average defensive team, the Royals an above average defensive team. So that's probably where my projection comes in relative to the betting market. So I like Kansas City, both first five and full game. I made that line closer to minus 120 and you can get them at plus money. So Kansas City, aside from my best bet, which we'll touch on in a second, is probably my other big value edge for today. Colin, final thoughts on the on the slate in general, something you're targeting? Well, I know Zarilla had this down, but we we haven't mentioned Cardinals Marlins at all yet. Um, Adam Wainwright against Jesus Luzardo mm. is uh, one of the biggest age difference pitching matchups we're going to see in a while, probably. And Jesus Luzardo is absolutely a pitcher to watch after that just insane dominance in his opening day start. I think there's a little bit of worry in this matchup, given the way the Cardinals hit lefties. And actually this line is right around, I think, close to even money. So there's probably actually more value on the Cardinals behind Wainwright than there is the Marlins behind Lazardo. I think maybe sportsbooks even reacted a little bit too strongly to Lazardo's debut. So I'm probably going to be on the Cardinals there, but I'm absolutely watching Luzardo to see him just because I'm excited about him and, and want to be able to bet on him in the future. I like the unders in that game. So I think that's the, the better way to go about betting on Luzardo being back to a superior level is to just kind of bang the unders in this game. Wainwright is uh, defying father time. I don't know what kind of voodoo that guy is doing, but he, he just continues to get better with age. Yeah, it's it, it's screen like to me. You see, just see the name, and it screams. All right, we got to give Adam Wainwright some some credit. So we'll we'll give the we'll give the Cardinals the edge. They are the slight favorite, minus one fifteen, and uh, Lazardo in the Marlins at minus one hundred five. All right, before and the we Cardinals go, crush lefties. I know I said them on the unders, but that is the one thing that scares me, and that is why I would favor the Cardinals. Is they just absolutely demolish left-handed pitching. Okay, very good. We shall see. That's a 640 start tonight, Eastern time. Cards, Marlins. Let's go to best bets. Cleaning up on the pod this afternoon. Uh, we are four and two. Nice start last week, guys. Well, one and two last week, but four and two overall. Colin, you're two and oh. And what does that mean? What's Sean Zarello's record? Because two and I, two. I, I, <laughs> two and two with all juice. I haven't given out an underdog yet. So Look, I, I was very out a little excited. Bit. I was very excited for this podcast so I can victory lap a little bit over the Please fact do. that I have a better record than Zarillo. This is probably the only time this season that we're going to say it. I'm beating Zarillo. Suck at Zarillo. I'm two and oh this season because I give out fewer picks than you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your victory lap's over. What's your best Thanks. bet? My best bet is actually a game we haven't talked about yet. It's Pirates Brewers. First five innings, under four. Corbin Burns, we've talked about all the Cy Young candidates on the mound today. We have the NL reigning Cy Young winner on the mound in Milwaukee. He looked a lot better his second time out than he did his first start at Wrigley Field. I expect more of the same today against a very bad Pirates team that has a somewhat underrated pitcher on the mound in JT Brubecker. I like Brubaker to hold down the Milwaukee lineup at least for a time or two through the order. The Brewers offense hasn't been clicking so far this season. And while I don't put too much stock into that, and I think that they're going to break out in a decent way, I think he can get through five innings with limited damage done. Brubaker's actually really good the first time through the order. He gets hit around a little bit the second time through the order, but we just need to survive maybe half of that batting order. For to cash this first five under. And I expect brilliance from Burns once again through five innings. The first five under four runs minus 110 for Pirates Brewers. That's my best bet. All right. I like it. Yeah. Burns strikeout props at eight and a half today. Um, yeah. 
in the the over under on Brubaker for strikeouts is four and a half, and that's juice to minus one sixty. And their hits, uh, their hits prop, hits allowed prop, they're relatively low, so I like it. Um, Sean Zarillo, best bet. Yeah, I want to comment on Collins game real quick first. So I laid the minus two thirty five with Burns on the first five innings. That is not something I normally do. I made this line closer to. I think I have it at 75%. So this should be closer to minus 300, in my opinion. Uh, so I, I laid it here with Burns. I actually didn't even lay the hair, half run. I just laid the money line straight up because I saw enough of an edge. The reason I didn't bet the first five under, which I also project value on, I am scarred from last night. Derek Shelton had a left-handed reliever ready to face Christian Elich with the bases loaded in the bottom of the fourth. That was an under game all the way. It still went under. Yelich had a grand slam. I don't know why he left uh thompson and as long as he did that was absolutely head scratching considering he had a lefty ready for yelich so i i'm completely scarred from this first five under last night i can't do it again but i I do see value there uh my best bet is going to be a game that we didn't talk about as well i'm taking the tigers against the yankees plus 170 ish i i'd bet them down probably to let's see where i have my price target yeah plus plus 169 is is where i take that down to first five i'd need plus 185 or better We've seen Garrett Cole's stuff decline since the beginning of last year, since the year before that. He is at a different level. Just look at the spin rate on his fastball. He's not going to be better than a 3-2-5 pitcher going forward. You're not going to get a sub-3 ERA from Garrett Cole anymore. And I actually like Tyler Alexander a little bit. Guy's a pretty high floor. Bunch of pitches, which are all average or better, that he can mix in. Four different pitchers. Cutter slider, curveball changeup. I believe he is a sink. I think he goes sinker slider, actually. So I like his pitch mix. Uh, I made the Tigers closer to plus 155 here. I think there's tremendous value in Detroit. And then I also mentioned, I'm going to go out too this week, because I always do, that Chicago, Cleveland over. I think there's tremendous value on that total. Good good job, Sean. Good job. Volume, and maybe Colin will uh, it will catch up to Colin. He'll, he'll be <laughs> more enticed to give out more than one. Look, plus it's, 170 it's early, on, get there it's early on Tuesday. I think I have two bets tracked in the Action Network app right now. By noon, I'll have 15 tracked. I always start the day thinking, I'm going to take it easy, and I'm going to be patient, and I'm going to be disciplined. And then by the time the slate starts, I just went buck wild. Today's the day I bet eight games. Wait, no, I bet all of them. How's that happen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great way to close this podcast. It really does speak to the people that are probably tuning in. So it really is relatable here on Payoff Pitch. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, thanks to Sean Zarillo uh, of the Action Network. Also, Colin Whitchurch, Action Network Senior Editor, Brandon Glasheen. Again, we come to you every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season to break down the slate. So... With that being said, we'll catch you all again on Friday. Best of luck today. Enjoy the games, and we'll catch you next time. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.